The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Pharrell has taken over. Let's go. It's Pharrell. Coast to coast. Steaks, chicks, stacks. You and I are going to make a lot of money. It's Pharrell. Coast to coast. All right, coast to coast. I'm Pharrell. Carver Highs with me. Mafia and the crew back at World Headquarters in Midtown Manhattan. I'm over at the Meadowlands. And um, it's rocking in here, as it always is. Tons of uh, race book betters, sports book betters. They're all going crazy in here. There's a lot of profanity. I love it. It's uh, my home away from home. I spend a lot of time here now all of a sudden doing uh, Coast to Coast and In-Game Live. I'll be on In-Game Live at 7 tonight, 7 to 9. Uh, KW will join us, Kevin Walsh. He's with us now on the second hour of Coast to Coast. How you doing there, KW? I'm always so I don't at him. I can't hear him. So, oh, there he is. There, there you he go. is. Thank there God. Go. Uh, my bad about I that. I, can... I didn't hear you at first, and I, <laughs> I think the mic was a little messed up. That might have been on me. But uh, excited, Scott. It's NBA trade deadline day. I know it has passed, but uh, I still feel like I'm on a high. It was exciting. We were wondering if it was going to be a little anticlimactic. We had a bunch of big deals. Uh, I'm excited to talk about them a little bit. Uh, I absolutely love when we get the player movement. So what did you think of today? What deal excited you, if any? I think the biggest one for this season has to be uh, the Marcus Morris deal because that's the one that involves the top of the league involving the Clippers. I think the, the move was a little interesting, though. You, you dive into some of the you know, advanced numbers, and Mo Harkless, you know, he's not a bum. They, they, didn't, they didn't lose nobody. And on the season right. was you know, a pretty solid defender. The thing about Marcus Morris this year is he's not just been a good three-point shooter. He's arguably been the best three-point shooter in the league. I mean, he's shooting about six threes a game uh, and around 44 43% from the line. It's one of those years, I'm sure there could be some people out there who say, uh, could this be an outlier? Are we going to see him continue at this pace? I think it would be unfair to assume a drop-off, but I thought it was really interesting to see that they actually wanted to go out and add more offense. I almost feel, Scott, like it was more to block the Lakers from getting him than anything else. So... uh uh, who's shooting 43%, you're telling me? Marcus Morris is shooting 43% from three. Yeah, I had to hear it twice so I can absorb <laughs> the fact that they gave him $15 million because, I mean, the bottom line is uh, he was the, the toughest guy on the team. He was physical, but they wanted him. I think that's why they wanted him. I think they wanted to get tougher with Beverly and company, more physical, more nasty, in your face. He can bang. He can, he can walk you down. He can score. He can shoot threes. The guy does it all, inside and outside, and I think he made – 
the Clippers nastier. We'll talk more about that Harkless deal and the first rounder that they got uh, when we talk about uh, these deals and trade deadline stuff and the NBA games. We'll hit all the NBA games of College Rack with uh, KW coming up, plus Rick Camel will join us from NBA Radio. Why don't we get an update right now, though, from Carver High. Sports Grid News Update. All right, Scotty, NBA trade deadline today. It has come and gone. Plenty of deals. D'Angelo Russell is off to Minnesota. Andrew Wiggins and picks, including a 2021 protected first rounder, going back to Golden State. The Pistons send Andre Drummond to Cleveland. The Clippers get Marcus Morris from the Knicks in a three-team deal with the Wizards. They also got Isaiah Thomas. Reports say they will not keep him. Mo Harkless in a first went to the Knicks. Jerome Robinson to the Wizards. Reports say that the Knicks will hire CAA player agent Leon Rose as the team's president of basketball operations. Rose has been an agent for decades around the league, currently repping Carl Anthony Towns, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and more. MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred says the deal for hedge fund manager Steve Cohen to buy the Mets is dead. Cohen was reportedly going to buy 80% of the team and take complete control in five years. Tonight's NBA, the Magic are at the Garden to face the Knicks. Orlando, minus four road favorites right now. The Pelicans, also a road favorite. They are in Chicago, minus five right now, taking on the Bulls. Sixers and Bucks, the big early game in Milwaukee. Bucks minus nine right now. Portland hosts the Spurs and the, and the Trailblazers, minus three and a half. And the late game in LA at Staples, Lakers minus eight right now, hosting the Rockets. NCAA tonight, Wichita State minus five hosting Cincinnati. Number 24, Colorado minus 16 hosting Cal. USC getting 10 at number 23, Arizona. Number 25, Houston minus 16 and a half with Tulane coming to town. Number two, Gonzaga late night, 11 p.m. Eastern, minus 25 hosting Loyola Marymount. NHL 12 games, huge slate early on. Ducks are in Montreal, Habs minus 160. Sabres and Wings in the Velo, minus 210 for the Sabres. Islanders host the Kings in Brooklyn, minus 195. Flyers hosting the Devils, Flyers minus 230. Penguins and Lightning in Tampa, minus 165 for the Lightning. Uh, the Knights are in Florida to take on the Panthers, and Colorado minus 210 at Ottawa. I'm Carver High with a Sports Grid update. Want the edge? Get on the grid. All right, let's throw it back to uh, Kevin Walsh. They want me to uh, hand it over to KW back in Midtown, and he can uh, go over some of these uh, NBA games tonight that are on the slate. I think it's uh, five deep and any of the other news. And I'd love to get your opinion uh, at the jump about Harkless because I like his game. He didn't get a lot of, you know, looks and shots and burn with the Clippers. He was kind of a st uh, stick figure in that rotation because they got so many guys that are, you know, uh, ball hogs. Uh, we know who scores. Kawhi and Georgia, the whole team, nobody else does anything. But on this team, I want to know what you think he can do with burn on the Knicks and uh, what you thought of them getting that first rounder which was the key to the deal for uh, giving up Morris obviously a 2020 first rounder so tell me what you thought of that deal tell me what you thought of the D'Lo deal and uh, give me the five NBA games that uh, you're running with tonight KW yeah, absolutely, Scott. We, you know, we'll we'll start kind of with the whole uh, Mo Harkless thing that you mentioned there. And this again, this was not a throw-in. He has been point blank period better than Marcus Morris on the defensive side of the ball, and I don't think that is something that is really being talked about enough in this conversation. And also, I know it, uh, I know it very well. This is a kid that is from New York. He's from Queens, my hometown. Went to St. John's, went to Forest Hills High School. This is a local kid who will buy into being at the Garden in New. York and trying to bring that toughness back. You talked about the toughness of Marcus Morris. Well noted, but Mo Harkless is not going to come in and let people push them over in the garden. I think that's big. In terms of his scoring ability, now it's not that of Marcus Morris, but this is still a guy who's having a really nice year from behind the three-point line, currently shooting it at 37%. Last year was a down year, only 27.5%, but before that was 41.5%, so it's a little bit streaky seemingly year to year, but I think that they can find that balance. And the big thing that you mentioned was them getting this first round pick. And really, it's crazy to think about, but the Knicks worked this deadline masterfully. If you really, really think about the 
the, the ability to pit the two L.A. teams against one another, that is, to me, what jumped off the page. We got the reports that they were asking the Lakers to hand over Kyle Kuzma and Danny Green. Like, they were overly ambitious in what they wanted the Lakers to give them. That's probably would have made the Lakers worse, so it was smart of the Lakers not to move that far, but clearly the Lakers considered things enough that it got the Clippers to then include... That first round pick, I mean, really think about this. The Knicks stole Marcus Morris away from the San Antonio Spurs, who had already signed, everything was locked up. Because he was going to the San Antonio Spurs, the Spurs moved on from Davis Bertans, who's now out in Washington shooting threes galore. It's been incredible for them. They were trying to get multiple first round picks for him actually at this deadline. That's how confident the Spurs were in landing Marcus Morris. The Knicks steal him away, give him a one-year deal, and a guy who potentially could have left at season's end, they flip into a really nice player in Mo Harkless and a first-round pick. It's crazy to say, but the most no-brainer winner of this deadline is genuinely the New York Knicks. The other team that you can lump in there for me is the Minnesota Timberwolves, and people can go back and forth on this, but here's ultimately how this shakes out for me. Andrew Wiggins is on one of the worst, if not the absolute worst, contracts in the league Currently, you think about John Wall. Some people are really starting to get law on the Al Horford deal. The thing about Wiggins is he's young, not injured, and we still can't find positives to his contract, to his upside. And it pains me because I'm a Wiggins guy. I'm someone who believes that this kid was going to be a perennial all-star. There's a part of me that won't ever give up and will always believe he could be a perennial all-star. But you look at what that team had to send back to Golden State the first-round right. pick, a second-round pick, Scott, that's what you would have thought they needed to, to send just to get off of Wiggins' money. They then got D'Angelo Russell back on top of that, which should absolutely appease their franchise guy in Cat. I thought it was a masterful job from Minnesota as well, Scott. But, I mean, you know as well as I do that, you know, we had this conversation in hour one at Coast to Coast. Wiggins still has game. He's 20 a pop. Uh, he gives you the, a few boards, a few dimes. He gives you a steal a game. The numbers with D'Lo are almost identical. I think he'll do well out there. I, I think D'Lo will do well with his boy. But they're almost like the identical player. So if, if Wiggins couldn't win with Cat. What makes you think D'Lo will? Because, uh, and I got 30 seconds. I, I think they're the same player. I think Cat's the guy to blame on why the T-Wolves stink. I think Cat absolutely deserves blame, but I think the big difference is D'Lo's ability to be more of a passer and to play the pick-and-roll game. Wiggins is more of that ISO score. Yes, D'Lo does a lot of it as well, Scott, but I really do believe that D'Lo's more of a pure point who can get the most out of Cat and guys around this Minnesota team. All right, we'll get into all the games. These guys are masterful out here. They turned me on. They turned me off. They were switching machines. They were juggling. They went on a date. They ate a pizza. And we still got on with KW. Carver, I can't even believe it. Rick Camless next from NBA Radio, coast to coast. Come on. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. I was just noticing, Carver High, uh, that the, the great Liz Carver is involved in the show now. I love that she's always, you know, jumping into the fray with the radio show. Now she's over here on the TV side supporting us. She's like a, uh, she's almost like a publicist, like my girl uh, Marianne from Brooklyn from the Howard Stern show. She's like always pimping us out to the public. You got to love your mother, Liz. Yes, mom always likes, she's, uh, she loves using that Twitter. So she likes to retweet, favorite, like. It's all very political. Yeah. Very political. Yes, yes, she is. All right, uh, Rick Kamla is our boy from NBA Radio. Rick has been on my uh, radio show forever. And uh, he's just awesome, and he loves NBA Rack. He just likes basketball in general. I love him. He's always uh, been a a great partner and colleague of ours. Uh, Let's bring him in to Coast to Coast on SportsGrid now. Kamla can't even believe they put Pharrell on TV. Can you imagine, Mr. Kamla? Oh, this is unbelievable, man. And what a day. Uh, Scott, happy for your newfound success here. Obviously, you've been balling for years, but uh, good to be with you on a new platform here on Sports Grid. Where do you want to start with all the popcorn that was popping today? I'm telling you, where I want to start is, uh, strangely enough, now we've been talking about D'Lo. I want to get your opinion on that. We've been talking about Harkless and, uh, you know, the Knicks getting a 2020 first rounder. And what I want to talk about is, because I haven't hit this yet from an angle of what happened was the uh, Danilo Gallinari deal. Because last night everybody thought Iggy uh, was, you know, that deal went down and that they were going to get Gallinari and that they were going to move up to number two in the East and, you know, power structure or juice that people thought what happened to that deal well what i think happened is uh and and we got some intel that the the thunder and the heat could not come to terms on on how that transaction would go and and what we also heard was that uh through reports that uh miami was trying to work out an extension with danilo gallinari who's in the final year of his deal so I don't think that uh, Gallo and his people were able to come together with Miami in terms of how much they wanted to pay him. And then you see Miami uh, go ahead and, uh, and add Deion Waiters and James Johnson to the deal, going to Memphis with Justice Winslow. And, uh, and obviously uh, Jay Crowder and Solomon Hill were added with Andre Iguodala going to Miami to make all the money work and all the puzzle pieces fit. So I think, I think it came what, once Miami realized, all right, man, we can't come to terms with Gallinari. We want to pay him this. He wants this. I think they said, all right, screw it. We're moving ahead with, with Jay Crowder and Solomon Hill, and we're doing it that way. Uh, and we're getting some, some you know, really solid perimeter defenders. I mean, all three of those guys defend the perimeter. Obviously, Iguodala is at a different level than there's Jay Crowder, who's really solid in Solomon Hill is below them, but all three of those guys are going to help the Miami Heat cause. They all play hard. Uh, they're all team-first guys. So uh, that's my read on why Gallo is not a member of the Heat right now. How much game, uh, Rick Camlet, do you think Iggy's got left in him? Uh, people talking about how incredible he is. He was incredible to me in 2015, uh, and now he's been sitting out, and Russ never sleeps. I want to know, you know, 30 mil he got. What a deal this guy got for uh, – being in the garage, hanging on the wall. Honestly, what do you think he's got left in the tank? Is the red light on, or does he have more than a quarter tank left? It's a great question, and it's one that I pondered myself uh, with Tim Legler today on NBA Radio. And 
Um, look, I, I think he's going to be solid, Scott. I don't think it's it's it. it, it, it I'm a little underwhelmed by it. I, there are a lot of people that that think this, you know, gets Miami, you know, clearly to the number two spot. I'm not there. Uh, it, Toronto, to me, in Boston, they have so much dog in them, Scott, and they play so damn hard, and they are so good with the comeback, right? That to me is championship DNA. You're getting smoked by twenty. Do you just go out like punks, or do you rise up and win? I mean, we saw it last night with Toronto. Boston frequently this year has fallen into a big hole. They climb out of it. So, I mean, it's not like I don't like what Miami did. I do like what they did. But Andre Iguodala is 36 years old. He's not 32 or 33, all right? And as you said, he's been out all year. Uh, there's going to be rust. I think overall, I think his body, he said it's feeling great. And so I think the time off is good in that regard for a 36-year-old dude. But, Scott, um, I look back at, at Iguodala, okay, in his, in his uh, career log in terms of defensive rating just to see how it was trending, okay? In the last two years at Golden State, he had a defensive rating of 109. All right, Scott, you know this. The really good, the elite defensive ratings are 98, 99, 100, 101, 102. Like if you're around 100 or if you're below 100, you are, you are near the top of the charts in defensive rating. He's at 109 right. the last two years. That's middle of the pack. And so um, I think it's a good get for Miami, but I guess I, what I would like to do is uh, get nuanced with the adjectives with you. I think it's a good move, not a great move. Yeah, I'm with you, uh, Rick. Uh, I, you know, you and I should spend way more time together golfing or something because I think like you, and that's how I saw it. Tell me about this. This is an interesting angle as well. The the Warriors maneuvers to, you know, they give up on a guy they really liked in Glenn Robinson the third, and they give up Alec Burks. But the reality of the deal was uh, the stockpiling of all those second-round picks they have in the draft now and to get their tax bill from nine down to three million. Uh, those were smart moves, I thought, today by Myers. Am I wrong there? No, you're not. And look, you're like, what do you mean? Those, those owners out in Golden State uh, that do such a great job, they got all this money. Look, when, when, when you're uh, going to have, uh, what, what are they going to be this year, Scott? 18 and 64 or whatever it is. Like even, even rich dudes are like, come on, let's take a little haircut here. Let's save a little bit of money. Um, and obviously when they're in the championship fast lane, they're not going to be afraid to spend money and go over the line. But in a year where you're the worst team in the NBA, you're just reluctant to do that. Um, I will say this. Uh, I, I love the move for the Minnesota Timberwolves to pick up D'Angelo Russell. Is he with Carl Anthony Towns going to impact winning on that team? I have no idea. Knowing the history of that team, I would bet against it. But it's a great move. It's exactly what Minnesota needs. Um, Andrew Wiggins uh, didn't impact winning for them at all, never was. And so let's go ahead and roll the dice on Russell. He and Carl Anthony Towns are, are really, really good friends. And so that's going to work out. Russell's under contract um, this year and then three more at a total of 117. So Minnesota's got their guy. Love what they did, Scott. Well, let's look at Golden State here for a second. And they did get draft pick compensation for their troubles, right? They got a protected 21, 2021 first. And they got a 2021 right. second from Minnesota. Right. But Scott, think about uh, Andrew Wiggins with the low motor and the lack of competitiveness. And I don't think he loves the game enough. Going to Golden State, where all they do is win and all they think about is winning. And you've got Clay and you've got Steph and you've got Draymond and Bob Myers and, uh, and Steve Kerr and, and great ownership, right? Like that's all they do is win. Andrew Wiggins laces him up, puts a jock strap on, and just goes out there and plays and collects a paycheck. So I, he doesn't right. he doesn't have championship DNA, Scott. So I don't think this is going to work. In theory, they need a three and D guy. They need a an athletic, do a lot of things, uh, small forward, right, to fit with Clay and Steph. I just think they got the wrong guy. So uh, Rick Campbell with us, NBA Radio. Uh, Rick, uh, Drummond goes from Detroit to Cleveland. Is that like getting transferred uh, from Alcatraz to Leavenworth? <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a pretty spot-on analogy, actually, Matt. i got to give you that. Uh, look, everybody's bagging on, on this move and everything. And, like, from the Detroit perspective, it's like I would have just held on to him, okay? Like, if you're telling me – I mean, it's like it's like the trade in semi-pro, right, with Jackie Moon and what, what's this guy's name, Monix? And, and what, what they give up a, a – a, a, what did they give up a washing machine for him or something? Right? It's like that. But, like, if, 
not, if I'm Detroit, I'm not taking back that lousy package of assets for Andre Drummond. I'm going to play it out to the offseason, maybe give myself in advance of the, uh, of the draft another opportunity to trade him. Maybe, uh, maybe I extend him and then try. I don't know, but I'm not giving him up for that low of a price tag. But because it was that low of a price tag, Scott, I love the move for Cleveland. No free agents are going to Cleveland. You have to trade for dudes, and you have to draft dudes. That's the only way they're going to get better. And, and they're starting five next year, okay? It's a little clunky in terms of the mixture of age and, you know, of vets and youth, but your starting five is going to be Garland and Sexton, who I like. Jetty Osmond is your three and your glue guy. Kevin Love is going to be a re-energized four, in my opinion, because they actually brought some dudes in to want to win. And they've actually got some talent on the floor. And then you'll have Andre Drummond at the five. Okay, so Garland, Sexton, Osmond, and, uh, and Love, and Drummond isn't that bad of a starting five. Do I think Cleveland's making the playoffs next year? No. But do I think Cleveland, um, with the right coaching, with the right pieces around those dudes, could they knock on the door of the playoffs in the East? I would say maybe. Uh, Sixers and Bucks tonight in Brewtown, Rick. Uh, what do you think uh, the Sixers are going to look like tonight? They've been awful lately. Well, uh, Scott, I, I hear you guys do a lot of point spread stuff here at Sports Grid. Am I right about that? <laughs> you got that right, Rick. And I know uh, it doesn't matter the platform you're on. You're always thinking about uh, over-unders and, and who's given what. Right. Uh, let me tell you this, my friend. Uh, the Houston Rockets have not lost with this six foot six and under small ball. Like Mike D'Antoni has taken Don Nelson small ball uh, to Mars. Okay. Like they, they, they picked up a center in Jordan Bellin and immediately moved him because suddenly they're allergic to seven footers over there. So, but they haven't lost yet in this format uh, with this lineup here, Scott. So check it out. Um, do I think Houston's going to go into LA and win tonight? I don't know. They might, but it's eight and a half. And so, like, I have a question of whether they're going to win the game or not, and I'm getting eight and a half points. I think the Rockets are a really good play tonight. Uh, they've got Robert Covington. Uh, they're just embracing this small ball thing. You know Westbrook's going to be activated tonight with the, the Southern California ties. So I like the Rockets tonight. It's got plus eight and a half. All right, so uh, Rockets, I got them at uh, Lakers minus six when it opened. I'll take that. We're going to get into more of these uh, NBA games with uh, Kevin Walsh. Thanks a lot, Rick Kamla. Great job. We'll get you back on Coast to Coast. All right, you're my guy. There he is, Rick Kamla of NBA Radio. We'll hit all these games. Uh, Sixers, Bucks, he was afraid to give me that pick. Carver High's not afraid. KW is not afraid. That number's still at nine, Coast to Coast. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Mafia is uh, getting in fights with people back in the uh, headquarters. Uh, I just wanted to let uh, the guy know that wants to uh, call Mafia names, uh, which I'm friendly with everyone. I get along with everyone. The guy that's mad at Mafia uh, is calling him names and everything else. Here's the deal. Uh, just so we're clear, uh, Mafia is 6'5", 240. He will throw you across a room, okay? Like uh, splat off of a window. You're, you'll be lucky if the window's closed so you don't go out the window. Mafia is enormous. So be careful who you uh, pick fights with. Sometimes you got to be real careful <laughs> who you decide to be a badass with. Because sometimes you might get something back in your face, like one of these. Oh, with a... Oh. I literally knocked myself <laughs> off the air there. Yeah. But I hope so. Because Mafia doesn't mess around. Uh, here's the deal. Uh, KW, we got KW back. Kevin Walsh with us after we had Rick Camelon. Uh, Rick Camelon was afraid to, uh, 
pick the uh, Sixers butts. It's actually not true. He just texted me and said to check his Twitter timeline for his picks. So oh, is that right? Oh. He just, you know, we ran out a little time there. So I don't have time for that. I, I have time for KW. He is not afraid <laughs> to do any picks at all. He'll do all the NBA and college rag with us tonight, and I guarantee you, we every game are going to get in here in the next half hour. I can promise you that. KW, let's start with the Bucks and Sixers. When that line came out at nine, I sat there and looked at it for five minutes last night when I do my picks for Pharrell and events.com and I struggled with it. Yeah. I eventually laid it. What did you do? I'm going the other way. It's it's very, very stubborn of me. I cannot stop talking right. about how awful this Philadelphia 76ers team is on the road, but they keep losing to top Eastern Conference teams on the road. These are big games. There was this big conversation around getting the ship back together and Bede making comments, Simmons making comments, Horford making comments. We heard today the reporter that Josh Richardson held a players-only meeting, which really speaks to the state of this team. <laughs> that it's Josh Richardson. What, no, no, no. Josh I, ag- <laughs> I agree. And yet somehow I can't help but take the nine points. It just... I'd, how many times are we going to really get the opportunity to take a team as good as Philly catch a nine? I am going to try and rely on what Philly was able to do Christmas Day and hope they go out there and show heart for like the first time all year on the road and get us a win. So wait, what did they, when, when they played on, well, first of all, uh, Richardson, he, my wife has more juice than him. Uh, now, what about uh, where did they play on Christmas Day again? Was it, it was at home Philly. or on the road? In Philly. Oh, it was well in Pharrell at Elviator, a different beast altogether. 100%. Uh, Simmons is going north and south and getting to the rack, and they do everything right at home. But you've seen the way they played KW lately, and it's been, uh, you know, landfill-type basketball, a trash, where the mm-hmm. carcass of the birds fly over the carcass. So tell me, what makes you think? Because I, I think the number's high, too. I think it's dangerously high because of the backdoor cover here and, you know, the garbage time. I think that they could, they could score buckets and, and get back in and backdoor. The Bucks do not mess around with anybody, KW. They are obliterating everyone they play. Yeah, and, and they have reason to be pissed off because the last time they played, the Sixers kind of handed their ass to them. Don't get me wrong here, Scott. This is the most I've ever hated a pick that I've had in my right. entire life. <laughs> but I cannot help but take the points. The Sixers have lost three games in a row. Why? Because they were all on the road. Miami and Boston are tough places to play, but it also includes losing to Atlanta. They are they are so bad on the road. They are 3-8-1 and one ATS as a road dog. There's nothing. Oh, that's where they are tonight. I know, and I <laughs> still can't help but take Philly. The nine is high. I pray Christmas was real. I pray they come out and show up because they do have the talent to compete with anybody. I hope you're right. And, uh, I mean, uh, it's a dangerous way to make a living laying that kind of wood. But uh, with that team, with the Bucks, the way they play. Yeah. Uh, and they get it from they get it from everybody. It's not just. I think a lot of people think it's just uh, KW that it's you know Giannis and nobody else. And that is not the case. They they're getting it from every Bledsoe's performing. They're mm-hmm. all filling it up. Their bench is filling it up. Middleton's filling it up. Uh, they play great defense. They got great coaching. I don't deny that Philly's a good team. I'm not saying that. They're just. I think they're in a lull right now, Carver mm-hmm. High. The way they've been playing. I think they they've hit a you know an early. Early, you know, late January, early February lull where they've, you know, hit a wall a little bit. Yeah, I think they're one of those teams that has a lot of talent, and we've talked about them a lot. They don't get up for games against lesser teams. Uh, you would think that they would get up tonight playing the Bucks. Uh, I, I kind of like Milwaukee here, but you know me, Scotty. This is a game that I'm going to watch as it starts because nine is a big number, and I might wait around, see if the Sixers can get out to a little early lead and then try to jump on the Bucks. A little in-game? But... I am going to play a prop in this game for you, Scott. What do you got? And I got Chris Middleton over two and a half three-pointers tonight. Mm. He's hit it in six of his last eight games. He's gone over that number. And you're getting it at plus 132. So I'm in on Middleton. Did your boy uh, Bogdanovich do it last night He sure did. Another one for Boyan last night. He got three threes, so he went over the number. uh, He's been on fire. uh, KW, I don't know if you knew this or not, but you worked with uh, Carver High last week on Mm -hmm. on, uh, Friday at the – at the Renaissance, I have to tell you, uh, Carver High now is uh, eighty-seven and three with his prop bets since I he believe. started on sports. <laughs> I believe. I, mean, I worked honestly, with I, this guy. Yeah, Scott. I was there. He bet Kyrie. Kyrie Irving hit a prop for him 
at half. He hadn't missed a shot. He needed him to make three threes at the half. He half. was four for four. Kevin, had, he had it at the end of the first quarter. I know, right? I'm selling, I'm selling you short. <laughs> it was incredible. I'm assuming Middleton hit and three hits, threes in the first three listen, possessions. He hit the, uh, that uh, Toronto Ranger over last night. That was eight, and he had it at six. So uh, he hits everything. Super Bowl props. We had the under in the first with the Blackhawks and the uh, Bruins last he, night. He hit, a, he hit a Predators uh, prop, first period prop the other <laughs> night. Like I didn't even know the Predators were still in the NHL after the Penguins <laughs> finished them off in the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, I thought they disbanded. Yeah. I really did. Uh, and then the, the Sharks as well. They've never been the same. They've never recovered. Their girlfriends left them. Uh, so here's the deal uh let's talk about these other games magic Knicks at the garden uh world's most famous i gotta tell you uh you lose morris mm. uh you know harkless won't be there uh they stink to begin with even with morris i'd be surprised if the magic don't crank them tonight in new york yeah, that's the thing. I, I initially thought that the Knicks were interesting here before the deal because they were playing some decent ball and they were home, but they've won two in a row. Their leading scorer in both of those games was Marcus Morris. He's now gone. So now you're needing the Knicks without their best player on the season to win the third game in a row. Hell no. Give me the magic. I'll lay the four points. I do like the Julius Randle over 22 and a half, though, to go into Carver's department with the props because somebody's got to step up in the absence of Morris. A lot of attempts to go around. Yeah, well, I said earlier uh, in hour one of Coast to Coast, maybe, maybe it was in, in this hour. I, I don't remember, Carver. I have a short-term memory. Believe me, there was a lot do, of smoke yes, in the yes. years earlier. But uh, Randall and Morris are the only two guys that score on the team. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Randall's now going to go Bullhog City. He's going to jack about 35 shots a game now, counting that Pelicans, Bulls, and Chicago. KW, I struggled with, uh, with this game because originally I thought Pels would win the game and the Bulls mm-hmm. would cover, and the number was at three and a half, then it went to four, now it's at five uh, with uh, the Pelicans favored by five. And I'll tell you what I did. I ended up flipping it completely. I hate to flip, but mm-hmm. I, I, I never picked the Pelicans to win it. I went Bulls to win this game, and I'll take the five. I say the Bulls have been terrible, and they're just coming off the road. They're at home. They got one game at home. They go back out for a two-gamer, I think, on the road. I'm going to take them at home to knock out the Pels. The Pels are better. They are better with Zion, but they still lose every night. You know, that's the thing. It's it's tough because that three-and-a-half was an attractive price on them. If you force me to play the side, I'd rather take the Pelicans because I do believe they win this game. I, they were playing a little bit better. Them losing three in a row would be tough. I know you don't love your totals, but 230 might sound high for the Pelicans. It's really, really low. I'd go over the 230. What do you think there, Carver High? Uh, Pels or Bulls on the west side of Chicago? Yeah, I actually like the Pelicans tonight also. I'm Screw about the you. Over, but, but here's what I actually do like. You know, our boy... Our boy Smitty tipped me off the other night about this Lonzo Ball, how he's been getting a right. lot of triple-doubles lately. So I'm going to go with him again. Uh, points, assists, and rebounds over 26-and-a-half, minus 118 tonight. Ball's done that total over that total combined in four games in a row, five out of six. So Smitty tipped me off on Lonzo Ball. I'm going to ride with him tonight. I'm a little leery of that one because he's been doing that on Bourbon Street, and I'm going to say in Chicago that doesn't happen on the road. All right, uh, I want to get into this other other one. Uh, well, you know, Kamla hit Rockets, Lakers, but I didn't get uh, KW on that one. Rockets, Lakers, the late game, 10-30 East at uh, Lipstick City at Staples. Uh, I got the Lakers when it opened at 6. It was my top play on uh, NBA plays on Pharrell and Avenge.com tonight. What do you think, KW? Yeah, look, Rick was awesome, man, but I couldn't. Uh, I could not disagree more. All those small ball numbers are great till you roll into L.A. and the Lakers have Anthony Davis playing the four, Javale McGee at the five, then McGee. Dwight comes off the bench. I don't have right. any clue how the Rockets plan on stopping the Lakers, and I know you can't take everything from one matchup, but these teams played in Houston the other day. No Anthony Davis, and the Lakers won outright with a massive second half here. Westbrook's playing good. It'll drop the number a little bit. The eight and a half that Rick wanted is not out there anymore. It's now coming back down to six and a half, closer to that number that you originally got it at, Scott. Could not agree more. I think the Lakers run them out of the building. Now, I think the plan for the Rockets is going to be simple, and it's going to be Jack uh, yes. High-speed threes all night. I think they're going to shoot 53s at least. I mean, I'm not even kidding. Spurs Blazers at the motor in Rip City tonight, KW. Uh, Portland minus three and a half. I got to tell you, I almost leaned uh, Spurs here yes. on the road. But they've they've kind of hurled so many times on the road. I, they've been playing better lately, but I don't trust them. I got 40 seconds. What do you think there, Blazers or Spurs? 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to roll with the Spurs in this one. Portland, we saw it the other day in their matchup against the Nuggets. Unless Damian Lillard gives you 50 points, clearly just not as competitive. It's far too big of an asking price for even a guy as good as Damian Lillard. I'll take the three and a half points. I'll play him on the money line as well. San Antonio upset. All right, so what we're going to do is uh, we're going to go uh, with all the college rack next that we can squeeze in. But look on the bright side. at 7 to 9 Eastern. KW is with me on in-game live, and we'll gamble heavily on college rack all night plus the NBA and NHL coast to coast. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Sometimes I just have to just start dancing and, and going off. I mean, it just happens all the time. It appears that Mafia is now getting along with the guy Bob. Uh, they were going to have a fist fight and everything, and now it looks like they're getting along because I think he may have caught on to the fact that Mafia is twice his size and spits people out for breakfast. You know, you encourage violence and Mafia's all over it. How do you get a nickname like Mafia unless you like, you know, keep a bat in the back of your trunk for, you know, road disputes and such or trips to the airport late at night to make sure all the trucks are getting into their proper locations. Yeah, you had experience with that first hand, Scott, from when we uh, sparred a couple times when we trained MMA for that, you know, year or two there. Yeah, Mafia kicked me once and I, uh, I flew across the room and landed in London. I mean, I started out in New York, and I ended up in London across the pond on one kick to my rib cage, and I was injured for months. I ate a bunch of pills and drank scotch. I felt fine when it was over. Uh, all right, KW is with us, and we're ready to do uh, college rack. I will say this, KW. I know that they had, like, a little early action tonight with Green Bay getting involved against uh, IUPUI. I had Green Bay and I laid four and a half. They won by six. They won that game in Indy. Uh, I don't know. They played that game super early, but there are games tonight, tons of them. So I'm going to go through some of them. Uh, some of them are just flat out awful, but I still like them anyway for betting purposes. I don't know if you got in on, on any of these games. First of all, I guess I should do, uh, well, I'm just going to kind of go down the, the roll and see if you catch on with any of these games. If I catch you off guard, just say so and I'll go to the next game. Sure. William and Mary in Charleston are playing in Charleston, and Charleston is laying five and a half. I got it at six and a half when it opened, and I actually, I like Charleston to win a game, but William and Mary's a tough team. Uh, eight and three in the CAA, and I, I like them with that number. I took them in the six and a half to middle it. Yeah, I like that. Uh, William and Mary actually is seven and two this year as a road dog uh, against the spread, so I like the vision. Alright, so uh, Drexel at home uh, 500 in the CAA against a lousy James Madison team. I took Drexel and laid the six. Yeah, I personally didn't get involved in this one, but again, James Madison's been putrid uh, as a road dog ATS 2-6, and six, so if I were to play it, I think Drexel is the side. All right, so uh, let me look at these other ones. Uh, I had another game here, Delaware and Towson. Uh, Towson always decent, but Delaware's been better this year. Six and four in conference, sixteen and seven overall. Laying two and a half at home, and I took the hands and laid it. Yeah, and the Blue Hens are actually playing some really, really good ball. They've won four in a row. They've covered three straight. So uh, small price for them at home. I like that. All right, and then uh, Wright State and Detroit Mercy. Detroit is uh, pathetic. Meanwhile, Wright State looking for their 20th win, 9-2 and two in the horizon. I think they're going to roll. It's at 12 now. I was willing to lay 13 and a hook with them. Yeah, this is one that I actually did not jump in on, though. But so I'll, I'll respect your lean, and I'll roll with what you like. 
All right, Tulsa and UConn. Tulsa's at home in the Reynolds Center. This is a big game, and it's dangerous. I got it at four and a half. It's moved to two and a half. I actually like Tulsa at two and a half. I love Tulsa. They've covered eight of their last nine games. They're playing incredible. Part of that run is a 40-point beatdown of Memphis, who's still a good basketball team. I know UConn showed some fight, but I love Tulsa. And I don't know why this is coming down, but makes it easier for us. All right, so Wichita State and Cincinnati Carver High. What's the skinny you're telling me about? Uh, there's been some travel uh, problems for the Bearcats. Yeah, Cincinnati did not travel last night. Their charter flight got canceled, so they just got into Wichita oh, wow. this afternoon, a couple hours before the game. Hasn't really moved the line. It's still minus five, but... Uh, be wary if you're looking for the Bearcats tonight to come up with a big effort in Wichita. But that line did move because I got it at three and a half, and I actually, I actually like it, Kevin. Mm. Seven and two in the American. They, you know, Wichita State has been lousy in conference. I know they're tough at home. I think the Shockers win the game, but I'll take that five spot with the Bearcats. And I don't care how how late they got in with their playing. <laughs> These are uh, kids 20 years old. Uh, they're ready. They're playing video games, ready to rock and roll, lock and load. Uh, I hate to say it, but I, I'm against you on this one. Wichita State, I, I saw it at four and a half when I liked it. The Bearcats have yet to cover a game as a road dog. And the playing issues there, if they're already struggling as a road team, you now throw a curveball at them like this. It makes me like the Shockers even more. All right, so let me see what else I got here. Uh, there's so many games. I'm losing weight. The Colorado-Cal <laughs> game. Uh, so Colorado, we all know that they're ranked and uh, they're 17 to five, six and three in conference in the Pac-12. And Cal's been a game under 500, 500 in conference. The game's in Boulder, and you would think that uh, that the Buffs would spank them. But when I got it at 17, uh, with you know they Cal's had some upsets. They played decent in some games. They don't lose many games by uh, that high a number. And I got it at 17. So I took it. Yeah, I, I, I'm struggling with this one because Cal plays to s- such low numbers. It's really, really hard to blow them out. However, 0-5 this year, ATS as a road dog. Colorado is a very, very good team. So if I have to play this game, I'd rather actually lay the points. I typically would rather take a number so high. I saw it at 16, but Cal has been awful on the road this year. Absolutely horrible. All right, Georgia State and Louisiana down in Lafayette in the Cajun Dome. Uh, but they stink. And Georgia State's tough, 8-4 and four in a Sun Belt. I laid four and a half. Not only that, I made it my top play tonight on Pharrellonabench.com. As you should, actually, on uh, betting around the rim, Jared's have been talking up Georgia State quite a bit. He thinks that they're not only someone who will make an appearance uh, late into March, but he really thinks they're going to win a round. So uh, I, I've been uh, told to play the Panthers from here on out. I like UAB at home tonight over Rice. Rice is atrocious, two and eight in Conference USA. Meanwhile, UAB fourteen and nine. They're laying uh, seven. I got it at six and a half. I ranked it too as a, a number five play. What do you think, UAB the Blazers? Yeah, again, when you get into conference play and you have one of these teams that have just been so, so bad on the road, we've got enough of a sample size to where you can now start to consistently bet against that. Two and five this year as a road dog is Rice, so I like UAB. Uh, Arizona at the McHale taking on USC. I mean, I've seen USC have some just, I mean, they they got whacked the other day over the, uh, I mean, just blown out, and I just don't understand it. I took Arizona, and I I don't like laying double digits in a conference game where there's two decent teams because they both, I mean, USC has more wins than Arizona, but I think Arizona's going to win this game. Do you think they'll cover to 10, KW? It's tough for me. These are probably my two favorite teams in the Pac-12. I'm not saying they're better than Oregon, but I like these teams. I've been betting on these teams. Arizona now starting to figure it out on the road. Ultimately, here's what this comes down to, though, for me. When USC traveled to Oregon, they were catching 10 points. They took that game to double overtime. Now, they actually almost ended up not covering the 10 because uh, it got so late in double overtime. They had an awful uh, second overtime period, but they covered that number. If you can cover that big of a number and play that tight of a game at Oregon, I'll trust you to do the same at Arizona. I'll actually take the points with the Trojans. All right, Arizona State and UCLA. I think that game's in Tempe, but I took UCLA in the number. I think the Sun Devils can win the game, but I think it's going to be closer than that. That's and that's this is kind of that threshold for me, Scott, when it comes to to hoops, right? Five is kind of the spot where if 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 it's lower than that and I like you to win, I don't really care about the number. I should be confident enough in you winning by, you know, 
four, five points. This is tough. I love Arizona State to to win this game. Kind of a team that I might try to target into some money line parlays, get them next to a couple of other favorites, uh, and hope it can round out a nice winner. I don't trust them. I mean, UCLA has a better record in conference, even though they're two games over 500. they have actually played better in conference than Arizona State has, who's sitting at 500. Do you think the Zags can handle that 25 spot against Loyola Marymount at home? Gonzaga, for me, is a team that I much prefer to go and lay these points with because they have the ability to name their score. It's very similar to Bama in college, Clemson in college. I feel a lot more comfortable. For me, though, 139 is the total in this game, Scott. And again, I know you've said you don't love playing the totals as much, but 139 in a Gonzaga game is crazy. They've been playing the over after over. And these numbers, 156 and a half, 158, 158, 156, the low numbers are 143. And you're telling me tonight that we're seeing again 139, 140. You have to play the over in this Bulldogs game. All right, BYU's on the road in Portland. Are you going to lay that 16 and a hook? It's a lot to lay. And and for me, BYU's just not been good enough to lay that kind of wood. Uh, Stanford's in uh, Salt Lake Shakers against Utah. Can they win on the road? They're laying. I mean, I got them laying one. Now Utah's favored by one and a half. Do you like Stanford here on the road or not? Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to be scared off by the line movement. This is a team that's coming off of a win against the Oregon Ducks. It was a great bounce back win after they had lost to Oregon State. This is a good enough team. They should be able to keep this momentum going and still handle business against Utah. All right, uh, Tulane in Houston at the Fertitta Center. Houston laying a big number of uh, sixteen and a half. I got it at seventeen when it opened, and I was willing to lay it there. Are you willing to do that? I am. Tulane has been absolutely dreadful. They've lost five straight games. Uh, the Cougars are very, very good at home, and they're also coming off of a loss, Scott. So that to me is actually a little bit encouraging because you know then they're going to want to go out there and pour it on a team like Tulane. I'll also take a look at the under because they've played the seven straight unders has uh, the Houston Cougars. All right, so there's other games tonight we'll keep an eye on when we do in-game live at 7 to 9 Eastern with uh, Kevin Walsh. She'll join us and Carver High. We'll keep an eye on all of these games. A good one, Murray State and Belmont in Smashville. I think that's going to be a decent game. Uh, I'm just looking here to see if there's any other decent ones. Don't forget, uh, Coast to Coast every day at 4 to 6 Eastern and then uh, in-game live 7 to 9 Eastern. You get the audio side, the radio side on Fantasy Sports Network and Fantasy Sports Radio. Both apps carry the shows. The podcast available on iTunes, Pharrell on a Bench. It drops every night, and then it airs at 12 a.m., Billy Idol Hour, and 5 a.m. every day. Check it out every night and every day on both of those apps. Pharrell, coast to coast. So long. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.